0: breakaway was released on November 30th, 2004 by RCA records. It is the second studio album of a one Kelly Clarkson, who is the inaugural winner of a little competition show known as American Idol. Um, it was, uh, heavily influenced by, uh, rock kind of a pop rock sound and, uh, was, uh, Kelly worked with, um, some former members of Evanescence, Ben Moody and David Hodges on several of the songs. She also um, started her partnership with uh, Max Martin, who was a rather prolific Swedish pop songwriter, and Dr. Luke, who is uh, (laughs) prolific for quite a few reasons. Um, and she also worked uh, a lot with songwriter Cara Diogardi, who uh, you may know as a uh, former judge on American Idol, who did not get along with um, somebody. Was it Katy Perry? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I remember. I don't remember. Fighting. Yeah. But in any sense. So, breakaway. Um, So I guess, why don't we get started by talking a little bit about our personal relationship with
1: with the album
0: Breakaway. Um would you like to
1: take us away? Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of personal relationship to this album, so Breakaway came out in 2004, so that means I would have been 4 years old oh. when it was released. And yeah, this is an album where very much I only before doing this deep dive, I only really knew the singles. Like, of course, Behind These Hazel Eyes, Since You've Been Gone, I had both of those on my iPod Nano as a child, and I would listen to them over and over and over and over again. So, of course, very familiar with both of those songs. Uh, I I feel like I had always heard, like, Because of You and Passing, but, like, doing this actual, like, listen through was, like, the first time that, like, I really heard it. And then same with Walk Away. First time it sunk in. Yes, first time it sunk in uh same with walk away walk away was one of those songs where like i when i was looking at the track listing i didn't recognize it but the second i heard it i was like oh yes i have heard this okay. song uh,
0: no talk to me about that because yeah. a walk away is like the the forgotten single like i yeah. never heard that song on the radio i didn't know it was a single this was
1: a surprise to me. yes i don't know if i like registered that it was like actually like a kelly clarkson song or like maybe i just thought in my mind i thought it was like pink Cause I feel like it's kind of sonically it kind of sounds similar to pink. So maybe that was just how my mind always sort of compartmentalized it. But yeah, like hearing it, I was like, Oh yeah, I've heard this song in department stores. I've heard it on commercials. I've heard it on the radio.
0: I don't think I've ever heard this song, but I, maybe yes. we just didn't grow up. We didn't grow up in the same life. Yes. We,
1: Who knows? Maybe the,
0: the Walmart um, in Tennessee radio yes. rotation had Walk Away on
1: it. Maybe. I also know that my dad is very much a big fan of this album. Like, oh, he is very much, like, not pop culture savvy. He does not really enjoy music but he loves this album he loves kelly clarkson especially i think the reason why i had behind these hazel eyes and since you've been gone on my ipod was because it was on his itunes library Mm. and i just transferred it onto mine but yes i meant to call him and ask him what his favorite song from breakaway was so i'll have to do that at some point No, that that is
0: that we need to know yes we need to want to know
1: the people do want to know and then uh yeah, and then I guess the other big thing is that I have seen Kelly Clarkson live. Ooh. I saw her here in Chicago for her Meaning of Life tour in twenty nineteen, and so I looked back at that set list, and so I saw Walk Away, Break Away, Behind These Hazel Eyes, Because of You, Beautiful Disaster, and Since You've Been Gone all performed live. Was since you've been gone, the, the closer. It was not the closer. I can't. Interesting. What was the closer then? <laughs> I can't remember what the closer was, so I'd have to go back to that set list and see. But it was a fun show. She's an incredible performer. Yeah, she was was good. Yeah, she was good. I can't remember who opened for her. I think it was Kelsey Ballerini and someone from The Voice. But yeah, no, it was a fun show. Really enjoyed it. And then uh, I I also saw Avril Lavigne that same year at the Chicago Theater. And she performed Breakaway. So I feel like this is one of the only instances where I've ever seen a song performed live both by the person who originally wrote it, and then the person that the song was actually given to. The popularized. Yes, the popularized version. that's cool. Yeah, so that's kind of my relationship with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, sort of similar to you, I did have this album in its entirety on my iPod. I had kind of a phase in, you know, when iPods were all the rage, and so (laughs) there was a a phase where I, like, wanted to collect a lot of um, pop albums and just songs so i did i did end up having this entire album on my ipod but i i i did listen to it all the way through but um i think the singles that are massive on this album really um sort of overshadowed um most of the other tracks and i you know revisiting them for this project i remembered them but not super well um and yeah it's like the the four there's there's really like a mount rushmore on this album it's you, you've got breakaway since you've been gone behind these hazel eyes and because of you and i think all four of those songs are just um they were <laughs> fm staples <laughs> back in the day like you could not like drive in the car anywhere without one of these coming up in that era another um big um influence of this album in my life was princess diaries 2 that movie and soundtrack were very important in my childhood um my my family particularly my sisters are big fans of princess diaries so we were sort of predisposed to enjoy princess diaries 2 um particularly my older sister is a huge fan of julie andrews um and so yeah i actually um i did not know that breakaway was the song was not actually originally intended for this album and it was you know whitney houston i guess invited kelly clarkson to sing the song for the movie and um the reception was so positive that they ended up throwing it on this album as like the last edition and they called the whole album after it so um that was kinda of cool to find out. But yes, I, I remember the scene of you know, I haven't seen that movie in forever, but um I think it's like like a little girl and she um is not feeling empowered and then <laughs> Anne Happily goes and empowers her and they play Breakaway and it's oh a whole God, incredible a whole moment. Um but yeah, I mean this was um this is fun. I, I hadn't thought too much about this album, but it's you know, it's really it was really it's a moment with a capital M and I would I would say probably inarguably it's you know the commercial zenith of kelly's career so um yeah good stuff so i think the the lead here with um this album sonically is this is uh kelly clarkson really leaning into a rocker direction um which I would argue is probably what makes this album most successful is the decision to go this rocker route, specifically the song since you've been gone, really gained a lot of respect and credibility in the rock scene and has been covered by a ton of um, notable bands and people that have a lot of legitimacy in the rock genre. Um and it's funny <laughs> no one it's a very um disparate story of where the rock direction came from in this album. Kelly Clarkson talks about, you know, mentioning after recording since you've been gone, you know, maybe you could incorporate some more rock elements to. Um, make it sound less poppy. And then Max Martin and Dr. Luke are like, no, we were trying to go in a different direction. We were trying to be Indian rocker and cool. And we weren't really trying to, you know, keep making these big, well, Max Martin wasn't really trying to, you know, keep making these big pop songs, which is interesting because Sintiq McGon was offered to Pink and Hilary Duff before. So I don't know how he was like really shaking things up by sending it to those artists. Um, but yeah, I, I think the rock elements and the pop rock vibe is really the the defining motif of this album, and um, makes for a really enduring part of both like Kelly Clarkson's legacy and just like influence on popular culture. Songs started to sound uh, more like this, you know, in particular the the next couple of years uh, preceding or subsequent years I guess um, yeah I also I found this album to be really um, and it makes sense because Avril Levine wrote the song Breakaway but I, I found it to really be like the spiritual successor to you know Avril Levine and Let Go and that sort of like just you know big feelings angst and you know Kelly Clarkson is such a powerful voice that I think she really elevated uh, a lot of those concepts that Avril Levine laid laid the the foundation for with let go
1: yeah so i definitely agree with a lot of that with what you just said i think how i described it in my notes was it being sort of a fun and flirty pop rock fusion Mm -hmm. like it very much sounds like 2004 and like two different albums came to mind when i was like listening through to it and i feel like Comparing these albums side by side, it made me think of Under My Skin by Avril Levine. Yeah. And it also made me think of Speak by Lindsay Lohan. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever thought about Speak by Lindsay Lohan. I think about it more than probably anyone else does. <laughs> the only person. The, I am the only person. I actually own Speak on vinyl. It's incredible. But anyways. Wow, that'll go for a lot. Someday. Oh, yes. It was an Urban Outfitters <laughs> exclusive. Of course. But Yes. But no, it definitely like made it made me think of sort of Kelly's place between Avril and between Lindsay and definitely just sort of the cultural sphere of two thousand four. I think Under My Skin by Avril. It's a much darker album than her first. Like, especially just going back through and listening to some of the tracks. I believe the lead single was My Happy Ending, which if you really oh, listen yeah. to that song, it's fucking depressing. Yeah, And it's like just the visuals, the album cover, it's black and white, you know, super stark gaunt. And so like, it's definitely like a maturing of her sound. And I know Under My Skin was nowhere near as commercially as successful as is it let go was that the name of her first album? yeah let
0: go yeah. was the one with complicated
1: yeah let go was I'm her debut skater boy yeah and so it didn't had nowhere near the amount of success so definitely seeing that avril took that darker route she did not have as much success and then you had Lindsay lohan with speak and like listening through that album they're definitely like pop rock influences on there i feel like it is not executed nowhere near as successfully as kelly does here i feel like Sonically speak jumps around to a bunch of different styles and it's not super cohesive. But I feel like I think sonically, I think breakaway is really consistent. And I think especially with those first four tracks, like it is just hit after hit after hit. And which we'll get into our track ranking later, but definitely it is just it starts off really, really, really strong. And I think again, it's a high point in Kelly Clarkson's career. I think, especially after her winning American Idol, especially after from just how badly from Justin to Kelly flopped, like <laughs> this really, I feel like this was her really proving herself that like, I am here to stay.
0: Well, and I think it's so interesting, you know, we're bringing up these comparisons. Avril Lavigne and Lindsay Lohan do not have the voice that Kelly Clarkson does. And I think what made this work so well is that, you know, they are, and we'll we'll, i'm sure get into all you know the 90s were really all about powerhouse vocals and american idol as a show was really conceptually sort of the brainchild of finding you know the next mariah carey whitney houston like it's really kind of a, a plant and sing kind of show and so to have um Kelly Clarkson really be the product of that and thankful being you know really controlled and you know produced by the the architects of American Idol. It's um a really kind of f- fabulous pivot. And I mean I it's it's in the title of the album, Breakaway. It's her breaking away from this whole image and career that was planned for her. And I actually kind of think that if she wasn't on American Idol this album would have even been bigger like i think her the american idol sort of stigma and cloud that was over her like held people back and didn't you know they didn't want to take this album seriously but like these songs the big ones were just so undeniable and had such an impact i mean she was the most played artist on the radio in 2006 which is two years after this album came out so you know she did really she took um such a bold creative direction It's sort of, I, uh, you know, I think your comparisons are really apt, Blake, with, you know, sort of landing it in the pop rock genre. I also thought this album was really a a new kind of reimagination of the whole good girl gone bad, like pop star album that's become kind of, you know, ubiquitous, You, you think like. Christina Aguilera Stripped or like Good Girl Gone Bad by Rihanna or Bangers by Miley Cyrus. There's a lot of albums like that Mm -hmm. that are um, rely on very different tactics. Like, you know, Kelly's sexuality isn't really front and center on this album. Like she's it's less um, headline snatching. But I do think this was kind of a reimagination, a really sophisticated reimagination of a lot of those ideas that's clunky at times but i i do think this is her good girl gone bad moment um but really it stays really true to her brand and you know i think her being on this really family-friendly show and i also think temperamentally you know not not necessarily looking to be scandalous or salacious really sort of um Impacted the branding of of this album, but I do think this is her "good girl gone bad" moment.
1: Yeah, no, that's oh my god, I didn't even like think of it that way, but definitely like I think with the title track "Breakaway," I feel like it's such a the- it's just such the central thesis to this album. I think it's a great opening. I feel like there's a number of different ways that the track list could be sort of shifted and moved around, but I feel like we got the track list that we got, and I feel like as an opener. It's just and we can get into this when we do track by track, but just like serving as the album's like central thesis statement. It's just it's really beautiful. It's sincere. It's just yeah, there's just a sincerity and kind of an optimism and kind of a vulnerability to it. that I just I just love it's great.
0: Yeah, it's and it's it's so good that it almost the where the album is a bit weaker is that it almost doesn't fully deliver on the promise of breakaway. You know, there's, this is really a song that's totally about, you know, identifying where you're from and saying, I want something else. I want to go out. I want to be, you know, distance myself from the reality. And a lot of the songs on the album just like, don't, you know, realize what that reality is. There's a sonic cohesion. I just, Lyrically, I think if they had leaned into the breakaway concept a little bit more, we could have gone to some really interesting places that ultimately I don't think are gone to. I think it's important to note though, that I mean, Kelly Clarkson was not really allowed to write her own stuff. Like it was a huge victory. Kelly Clarkson is a a co-write on six of the 12 tracks. And that was, you know, her and Clive Davis. Clive Davis is the, um, was a president of the record label at the time. He's a big deal in the music industry. He um, is responsible for the career of Whitney Houston, probably most notably. Um, and he really did not have any respect for Kelly as a songwriter, which <laughs> on this album, there are shining moments of Kelly's songwriting and less shining moments of Kelly's songwriting. But um, this was a real victory. And I, I do think that that's part of the issue with the album is there's so few details and so few specifics, but Breakaway, which she didn't write, you know, that that's, you know, th- what the album is trying to do is maybe even more important than what it actually does. And that um, is a great trajectory for any artist, and especially one that was really uh, anchored to, and will forever be anchored to, you know, being the winner of a competition show, which a lot of people are never gonna be that impressed by or take all that seriously.
1: Yeah, and for sure. And I think she will always be, like, the definitive American Idol winner.
0: And this and that wasn't guaranteed. Like, I think, look at the voice. I mean, who's really big that has come from the voice? Like, Kelly Clarkson is maybe responsible for having all these shows last as long as they have. You know, if she hadn't made a name for herself in the way that she does with this album specifically, um, that... I I don't know that we have the voice. I don't know that we still have, American Idol is still on, has been revived. So I don't know that we have that. Question, is this the best American Idol album period? I I think it it must be, at least in terms of
1: impact. I feel like it has to be. I honestly, like, I feel like the fact that I'm struggling to think of other- Yeah, like
0: what is another good one? uh,
1: Yeah, the fact that I'm struggling to think of another good one, I think is just a signal. Mm-hmm. to, like, how kind of the impact that it's had. And, like, Kelly Clarkson has her own talk show now. Like, she is just completely... Oh, she's, and she's a judge yeah. on the voice. I mean, it's yeah. so... It's
0: kind of a full circle moment for, for her sure. career that she's a judge on the voice. Yeah. <laughs> so, why don't we just, just dive into it? Let's go track by track. I would also say to the listeners, a disclaimer, it would probably be helpful for you to um spend the How long is this album? Spend the 44 minutes and 47 seconds to uh, go through this album so that uh, you can have it fresh on your mind, some of these tracks. Um, If you haven't listened in a while, you will be transported back into the mid-2000s, the mid-aughts with with gusto. Yes. Um, So the album opens with Breakaway. First of all, I do want to say I would reorder this album. I think it is in the wrong order. Um, I think it, let's. I'll tell you what my dream order would be once we've gone through some of these tracks. The album opens with "Breakaway." Breakaway was um the lead single from the Princess Diaries two soundtrack, and again I mentioned before Whitney Houston, who executive produced Princess Diaries two, which I also had no idea about. But another reason to love Whitney. Uh, thanks, Nippy, for that film. Um, But yeah, Whitney Houston actually invited um, Kelly to sing this song for uh, the the movie soundtrack. And Kelly was, you know, in the midst of working on the album that is now known as Breakaway. And she was um, sort of thinking that uh, it would be a nice way to tide her fans over in the summer for her to release the album. And it was really successful. I mean, it hit the top 10. It peaked at number six. Uh, and uh, it ended up, you know, landing on the album And being what the album is named after Written by Avril Lavigne Which is just a fun, fun, fun fact Yeah. And uh, this song is great I mean, I think my favorite part about it And what Kelly, you know, talked about in a lot of interviews Is that, like, it really doesn't rest so much on her vocals Which a lot of these songs do Um, it, I, I love the kind of, like... Whatever filter they put on her voice, like it, it sounds kind of like wistful and a little like crackly production, um which I think adds a really cool vibe to the song.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of the most heartfelt songs on the track, and I feel like it's such a nice break since so many of these songs are about heartbreak. Like, even looking at these song titles, you have, like, Where Is Your Heart? Addicted, I Hate Myself for Losing You. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of angst here. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of those songs do work. But what I love about Breakaway is that it kind of does feel not necessarily disconnected from the album, but that there's, like, there's a sense of optimism to it. Like, there's a genuine sort of sincerity and introspection that just really resonates. I think even, you know, over 15 years later like it definitely has that 2004 sound but it doesn't necessarily feel like definitely like it doesn't feel super dated like i still listen to it i'm like this is genuinely just enjoyable and emotional and like it feels like her mm-hmm. i think especially having this as the first track again i definitely have thoughts on how this album should be structured and but given that this is what we got i feel like it's a great opener and it's it's still solid
0: Yeah I think It is a little cheesy But she sings it with sincerity So that kind of counterbalances Like the the tiny bit of schmaltz That is in the song I also I mean it's a great song to give her I know she didn't write it But I mean it's much about her you know growing up in a small town making it big through really strange circumstances like it really does fit within her story that that got her to this place too so Mm -hmm. yeah it i again if i could reorder this i wouldn't put the song first but i understand why it's first and i don't think it's the worst choice that they had so yeah yeah it, it really it sets the tone and it re- it's the thesis of the album and sp- honestly uh, puts forward some ideas that I wish were explored more throughout the track list. Um And then <laughs> number two, we're really, we're not burying the lead in any way because number two is the biggest hit of the album, biggest hit of Kelly Clarkson's career, <laughs> one of the biggest hits of all time since You Been Gone. So track two is um, the biggest hit of the album, biggest hit of Kelly Clarkson's career, one of the biggest hits <laughs> of all time, it's definitely in the conversation, Since You've Been Gone. Lots, much has been said, much has been written about Since You've Been Gone. It was written and produced by um, Pop Music's, I would say, most successful duo um and one of the biggest villains of kind of the pre me too movement dr luke lucas Gottwald, and um max martin who i mean is ch- churning out like who, oh, max yeah. martin is a genius like oh, yes. I, I if you don't know who max martin is he is a swedish um songwriter and producer and he is the man behind the curtain in pretty much You know, the odds on he's the writer and producer, and/or producer of every famous pop song since "Baby One More Time" by Britney
1: Spears. He's been around for my entire lifetime.
0: Yeah, no, he is. uh, Just I don't know. This man has a gift. He's just behind everything. He's behind Taylor Swift's 1989 album. He's behind a lot of Britney Spears's, you know, Mm -hmm. highlights of her career. The
1: weekend beauty behind the mask.
0: Yeah, I mean, he wrote "Blinding Lights," which is you know kind of. At, at this point his, his biggest hit he wrote he's written for Ariana Grande he's written for Rihanna he's written for uh, just it, pick a person <laughs> that is famous that has pop songs they've probably worked with Max Martin yeah. I think Lady Gaga was like a holdout but I think he also wrote on Chromatica so uh, he's that yeah so he's yeah he's touched everyone I also I'm, I guess he's good he gets along with people because yeah. a lot of people want to work with him but yes he worked very closely with Dr. Luke um particularly through this era, this was actually Dr Luke's first big hit song. He was like a bassist for s n l and um then he both of them were getting more into like indie rock sort of stuff so they um they went with uh that vibe they were um they describe it as like they were hearing good rock songs, and then the chorus they felt really let down by <laughs> and so Max Martin was like, there needs to be a big pop chorus that's what it needs. And so they did. And I mean, this is the sentiment on hook is really just iconic. I mean, that is one of the best pop hooks of all time. I don't want to heap praise on Dr. Luke. Um, but um, this, this song is pretty undeniable. The Kelly Clarkson of it all is, I mean, her voice and the the way that she sings the song with these kind of like, You know rough like sort of angry softer verses and then a really like uproarious chorus that you know pushes her voice to you know that upper belty range i mean it is just (laughs) i would play this album in the car a couple times you know to get through it and you just like you just shout out this song like it's it's so good
1: yeah no it's again it's just an incredible it's just it's a it's a classic it's a modern classic in every sense of the word and I think definitely it's, the, I think the most remembered song from this whole album, like it's, again, it's just that chorus, it's undeniable, it's fiery, it's passionate, it's just, again, it's one of those songs that it feels like everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, a big memory, I think especially, is that it was famously covered in the first Pitch Perfect movie is that they had a cover of it on its soundtrack. And I don't know- (laughs) The audition segment. The audition segment. But like when people talk about that movie, they talk about that scene. And like, it definitely, I feel like it has left a significant impact on pop culture. And again, I feel like it's the defining hit of Kelly Clarkson's career and what a hit to be defined by. Yeah, I mean, it it, it could be it could be worse. It could be so much worse. Yeah. And a,
0: a, a comment about this song and the charts and a comment about this whole album. Like this album was a really the bridesmaid, never the bride, because um it was released like right ahead of the christmas season which is a lot of what is attributed to it peaked at number three on the billboard 200 which is Mm -hmm. the the album chart and it never hit number one um but it was in the top 20 for 61 weeks so over a year which it was the first album to do that in five years i didn't do my diligence to look up what the previous album was Mm -hmm. but um yeah, so it, the album didn't hit number one. It peaked at number three, and then um, none of these singles peaked at number one. And "Since You've Been Gone" is, you know, got the closest. It peaked at number two. It was in the top ten for twenty weeks, um, but did not quite make it there. So, <laughs> um, thankfully, Kelly has some other number ones to you know hang her hat on. But I, I still, I mean, this is still like her chart-wise. This is her most successful song, in spite of it not peaking at number one. Um, It is just a very iconic song.
1: Alrighty, so now on to track three, which is another one of the album's staple singles behind These Hazel Eyes.
0: It's a big one.
1: It's (laughs) a big one. It's a big one. Very distinct memories of listening.
0: Okay, I, my take, though, I don't think Kelly Clarkson's eyes are hazel. <laughs> I don't think so. I have I've looked at several pictures. So in the music video, I think her eyes are altered a little bit to be greener than they actually are. But yeah. if you look at pictures like Kelly Clarkson, her eyes are brown. Okay. Oh. They're not hazel. Yeah. <laughs> we have been lied to yes. all these years. I do not think. And I remember, like, in elementary school, like, I was trying to, I, like, tried to convince people I had hazel eyes. <laughs> like my mom has green eyes. I have hazel eyes. She really did put hazel as an eye color out there. Yes. Is it really an eye color? Like, or is it just. Do people have hazel eyes?
1: Hazel is just like a shade of brown. Like, yeah, it's You have brown, brown eyes, dude. Yes. Like, I feel like. <laughs> come on. I mean, I feel like behind these hazel eyes just sounds better as a song title than behind.
0: These well, brown. no, it's, it's too simple. So, yeah. yeah, behind these brown yeah. eyes. Like, it yeah. doesn't work as well. So, I see what. I see the point. Yes. I see the point. I just don't think. I think it's a lie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But it's still a great song. It is. It
0: was a fa- fabulous song.
1: That fabulous is. song. It's, I, again, I feel like the emotional high point of the album. It's the one that I have the most nostalgia with, the most memories with, and even listening to it now, it just, it hits every single time.
0: It's so good. Yes. It's a really good song. This was uh, the other um, Max Martin Dr. Luke song,
1: but Kelly
0: Clarkson actually is a writer on this song, too, and I think um when you're looking at it shares a lot of DNA with Since You've Been Gone. Um but I think when you look at this song, I I think it the reason why it works well is even though I don't think her eyes are actually hazel. Yeah. You know, it's it's these little details like you know, behind these hazel eyes, like you can feel her coming yeah. through a little bit more. Like Since You've Been Gone seems like everyone's song behind yeah. the Hazel Eyes is truly mm-hmm. only Kelly Clarkson you know, could really be behind this, behind this song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, too, vocally, I mean, this is the vocal high point of the album. Literally. She, her belting on this song is out of this world. Like, particularly those, like, outro, like, ah, Like, she yeah. is wailing on this song. Like, it is, you know, a, a very impressive vocal moment i i mean i think it's it's easy to take for granted just mm-hmm. how talented of a singer she is because she won a singing competition but yeah she's really not up there you know in terms of like people talk about mariah carey and whitney houston and Celine Dion. and then you know nowadays it's kind of ariana grande is like the torchbearer for this kind of singing but like yeah
1: kelly's really she can get up there she <laughs> can get up there yeah the anymore yeah like that like it oh it's such favorite. a moment it's it such my a moment favorite part of the song yeah. it is my favorite part of the song well that, now they like yeah. draw
0: out and. Again, I don't want to praise Dr. Luke, but, yeah. like, how they just, like, suck all the production out of it for a second and just, like, let her scream. It's it's great.
1: Yes. It's, God, I feel like we've said everything that can possibly be said about it. It's mm-hmm. so
0: good. Well, I also, I do kind of love, like, that Since You've Been Gone, like, yeah. this is probably the other biggest hit. Although, <laughs> all four of these singles are, its you could argue any of them are the biggest one. Yeah. Um But... Um, I do love that she's like, and since we've gone, she's like, I can breathe for the first time. Yeah. And behind these hazel eyes, she's like, I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak. I'm barely hanging out. Like, it's just, it's like, can you breathe or can't you, Kelly? Make a choice. <laughs> <laughs> behind These Hazel Eyes, um, is a notable charting song. Also, um, it peaked at number six and was in the top 10 for 15 weeks, which was a record for, um, it was the longest song to stay in the top 10 uh, without ever hitting the top five. And she held this record up until 2016 um, when uh, Miss Rihanna Fenty actually took it from her uh, with Needed Me, which peaked at number seven and was in the top 10 for 16 weeks. So she just got that snatched away. But I I think that just goes to show, I mean, the staying power of this song and it sort of remained... Uh, a big hit through, throughout um, having already two pretty big hits on the album. It sustained the trajectory of this album and made its chart life and its shelf life on radio so much longer. I think Behind the Stays of Lush is really the fuel that sort of helped this album stick around. So now track four. This this is controversial because yeah. I've, I've heard a rumor, like <laughs> that you do not like this song because yeah. of you. Yes. Let's hear it, Blake. Yes. What's wrong with the song?
1: I so this was my first time listening to it in a very long time. I feel like of all the singles, this was the one that I was the least familiar with. I, of course, listening to it, I of course recognized it. But definitely this is this is my hot take, and it's my least favorite of all the singles mm-hmm. on this album. It's one of my well again, we'll get into the full track ranking, but it's one of my least favorites on this album. I feel like very much so. It's just kind of gaudy, it's kind of overwrought. like again Kelly's vocals are beautiful here but I think they're beautiful on every single song and I feel like very much so why I just don't really resonate with this song that much is I feel like especially with kind of the guitars on Since You've Been Gone behind these hazel eyes you have sort of all these little lyrical details and you can really see her belt I feel like because of you I can kind of imagine being sung by kind of anyone Mm. like and I think it's not particularly strong lyrically it just kind of just sounds like every other early two thousands piano ballad to me,
0: or just every early two thousands piano ballad. Sound like this because it was this good. Interesting. Some for thought.
1: Some <laughs> food for thought. But I do still stand by that it is one of my least i one of my least favorites from this album. I do, however, you put me onto this, but I did not know that Reba McIntyre and Michael yes. did this, and Which, I.
0: I, I have opinions about that. I think it's such a big missed opportunity because it, yeah, they sound good. Mm-hmm. The music video is kind of fun and you know kitschy and yeah. really dark actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why they didn't do like a mother-daughter thing. Like yeah. why didn't Reba take the perspective of the mom and like rework the song? They just kind of like sing it by the numbers and it doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. to have it be that way. I would love to hear the version of this song though where it's like a duet between a mother and a daughter. I guess this is technically about her father, but I, I think it's yeah kind of more about um parents in yeah. general.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. yeah, there's some opportunities there. I agree with you that. I, I agree with you on that. But it, it it's fun to see. Yeah. It's fun it's, to see. Yes. We love Reba. Yes, we do love Reba. <laughs> love Reba here. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know I take your point. I also should mention. So this is um the biggest song probably that was produced by David Hodges and Ben Moody, who were former members of the band Evanescence. Um, so I I actually that was a surprise. I did not realize they were um influencing this album in any way. I guess Kelly Clarkson dated David Hodges, and apparently the rumor goes that behind these Hazel Eyes is about. Her relationship with david hodges because since you've been gone and behind these days of lies were recorded in sweden with max martin and dr luke they were the last songs to be recorded i guess breakaway wasn't part of the album yet but the, the those were kind of like the big ones at the end which i think makes a lot of sense because these other tracks like you can really see them building to since you've been gone and behind these days of lies and that's really where like the whole thing is maximized (laughs) um but uh yeah so this uh, the other kind of big component of this album is you know the production and writing of the of Hodges and Moody um on on this album so I the reason why I like Because of You a lot I agree with what you're saying it does sound a little like I've heard this before like I do actually think that it might be the most influential song on the album, sonically. And I think it's because, like, people can't hit the high notes of Behind the Days of Lies and Since Gone as much. But, like, the whole piano, 2000 piano ballet, like, this is really, you know, stock. But I, I think this could... There's other songs that sounded like this beforehand, but this um was really defining of that sound. The thing I like the most about this song, honestly, is like... There are a lot of hits about scorned lovers. There's a lot of hits about being in love there's just you know it, it's kind of love and those sort of things are a bit cliched this is a song about like addressing parental trauma that was <laughs> afflicted on you and it's really dark but I think it's really cool that there's a hit song about this and you know this is a really personal song I think Kelly Clarkson said this is the one that she's the most proud of writing and um, it was one that she fought really hard to get on the album it was uh, thrown out by Clive Davis her B.F. <laughs> He did not want this song to be on Thankful, and she worked it a little bit more and you know gave it to, to David Hodges and Ben Moody, and you know they, they workshopped it a little bit. And um, this it's also worth noting this song was um her, the most successful single internationally from Breakaway, it was a huge hit in Europe, um, and I think radio-wise, this song might have surpassed any of the other three massive singles that came before it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I gotta be honest, I, the, the emotion hits for me. It, it, you know, if you really do listen to it, I I, <laughs> I don't love the part where, like, uh, she says, like, it hits so hard, and then the next line she's like, I've learned the hard way. It's yeah. like, find a new word, Kelly. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I I do think it's a little tawdry. It's a little, you know, cheesy and schmaltzy. But I I think it was so definitive that it sort of makes up for it and is a stalwart of the genre of this type of song. The song peaked at number seven it was in the top ten for ten weeks. Um, so another big hit and um. Yeah, I mean, it, it also has, you know, a versatility and artists like Reba McIntyre sees the song and says, I want to record it. You know, I, I like this. Um, I like this too. So I, I do think there's a lot of carryover with Because of You as well. I, I think it's, um it's cool to see a hit song that is um conceptually a very different idea than a lot of other subjects.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely respect it. Like, I do not think it's a bad song by any means. It's just on this album. It is not my personal favorite. And I feel like it just, again, does not have as much staying power single, for me as the some of the other shit. singles and tracks on this album.
0: Yeah, too. and so of this, course, is, I do this is this this really, this really um, music a fall off point for the Oh my God. I would say I think that, that music the video. quality <laughs> of the songs <laughs> the at this album, point on, I'm there's a definite fun. decline. I <laughs> yeah, I think "Gone" is so forgettable. I also maybe am not the biggest fan of Cara Delevingne's songwriting. Mm-hmm. So Cara, this is the first Cara uh song on the album, and it was also written by Shanks. <laughs> I don't know, I no idea who that is. Um, but yeah, this song is just forgettable i'm not really sure why they i mean i guess since you've been gone came along after the song was recorded and you know produced and all that but since you've been gone and gone it's a little redundant <laughs> nothing else i just there's not it's it's just forgettable it, it hits a lot of the same notes that the singles do it's just not as good
1: yeah i definitely agree with that it's in the lower tier <laughs> of my actual ranking again it, it this is one of the tracks that did kind of grow on me though i remember mm. when i was on one of my first like re-listens of this album in preparation for this episode like i almost immediately forgot it and then <laughs> i was listening to it again last night and i was like doing errands and like i was in target because i needed to get some things and like it would came on and i was like oh i kind of it's kind of picking up a little bit for me again it feels kind of redundant but again i think there's a little bit there's some energy there that i really like i like the instrumentation again i don't think it's one of the stronger songs on the album nowhere near and definitely kind of a fall off point when you have these four mammoth singles
0: the the shadow is large it's a hard song to follow. i think any song that on this track list that followed those would have struggled in that spot i also am not a big fan of the like i'm i'm gonna go find somebody else to live for in this world like kelly live for yourself yeah. don't live for anybody else for sure like no <laughs> <laughs> i i don't think that that works as a message and it, it's inconsistent again like yeah. it's sort of not really following like break away like it's there's like a hint of like it's not easy to tell you goodbye but that could be your parents that could be anybody like yeah. there's this doesn't need to all be about like a relationship, and mm-hmm. I I don't think that that's the message that Kelly Clarkson believes in or like wants to be sending. Like it just yeah. it's inconsistent with the album too. For sure, I don't I don't love that. I I also think it's like prime angst. The oh, like yes. what you see not what you get. Like yeah. her cadence is um it entertains me. It's um I I do I appreciate the kind of experimental nature of her uh, her voice in the song. I, I think she gives it the right attitude. I think Kelly Clarkson has even said that she doesn't really like this song, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I am sometimes a sucker for lyrical angst. I feel like in doses, it's fun and I like it. But yeah, it, it is a song that grew, that grew on me. Again, not in the top tier but definitely not my least favorite on the record. Please. Oh, no. It is definitely it's a It's
0: not off. the worst that this album has, Yes, it is sure. definitely
1: a fall-off yeah. from the four singles.
0: It's mm-hmm. so addicted.
1: Yes. I, I- don't think it- Kelly Clarkson
0: has tried a drug by the yeah. time that she has done this song. Like, it's hard... It's, it's probably the least believable of the songs on this album. It's catchy. I think there's, um she tries she tries to convey the emotion i just i don't it doesn't sound like she connected to it which is weird because this is one of the songs that she wrote so i I was really
1: gonna ask about that if it was one of the songs written by who are the members of evanescence again well no okay so there's
0: yeah this is the evanescence plus kelly oh okay that
1: i feel like in that knowing that context it makes a little more sense Mm-hmm. but definitely yeah i was like listening to this and like definitely did not necessarily feel within her style i think lyrically it's one of it's the weakest
0: yeah well it's out it does kind of have that like my immortal like yeah. in my thoughts and, yeah. like there's kind of like a swirling like mm-hmm. she's losing control sort of production to it but yeah i just I that that was the hardest thing for me was that it just she does such a good job of selling it so much of the time that it just was really evident. I'm like, do you know anything about addiction? Like, yeah. do you, have you tried a drug? Like, it's it yeah. just it, it and and it's it's cliche. Like, oh, of course, yeah. you know you you see the songs called addicted, and then the first line is like, it's like you're a drug. It's like okay, yeah, we get it. Like, there's a lot of very good interesting songs about addiction, but oh, yeah. I just it feels very been there done that blase yes, sort a, of it's mind. a
1: tired metaphor and i think especially of just having three really kind of dour ballads back to back to back oh. with because of you gone and addicted just like <laughs> and it's, then oh yes <laughs> it gets worse <laughs> oh yes
0: um. So, again, we mentioned before, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's song of the song. <laughs> Where Is Your Heart is my least favorite song on this album. I hate this song. It is so skippable. Also, inexplicably, it's, like, the longest song on the album. I, like, I guess not too much. It's Beautiful Disaster is 4 minutes and 37 seconds. Yeah. But it's 4 minutes and 39 seconds, and it's just and again Kelly Clarkson has the vocal chops yes. so I don't understand but for some reason it's like her voice cannot save this song and she doesn't like know where to go with it like there's yeah. really no like like some of the songs that are not that good it's like she has a nice high note you know at the climax it's like you can appreciate it but there's not even like a great vocal moment it is just interminable this song does not end like it's just it feels like I'm trapped in a vortex of just oh, it's not not great, not great.
1: Yeah, I don't think I hate it as much as you do, but yeah, I think partially the reason why is just because I found it so forgettable.
0: <laughs> well, and like, what is it? where is your heart? Yes. Like, what <laughs> in yes. your chest? Like, I don't
1: fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Where is your heart? Like, what that just it's not a good hook. Yeah. Like I get no, I I think it's a good idea. You know, like where do you stand? Like that's yeah. kind of what the the point is, but. Mm. It can't, yeah, and it, it, ugh, it is just in the tr- drudges of this album, too. Like, it has the death spot, like, right behind these two, you know, fall-off points from the, yes. the you know, the, the high starting out so strong. It's just, oh, it is it is the skippable oh, one. Yes. Of the, I I can get through all these other songs, but, like, I never need to listen to Where's Your Heart again. <laughs> yes. <I laughs> Skip it.
1: Yes, I, I feel that, especially that... This album does have a pretty rough middle patch. Like,
0: no, it 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 um, crashes. You pay for the high for yes, sure. You pay for
1: the high, and then it's just low. <laughs> like, gosh, literally just anvil falling on the ground.
0: Nope, <laughs> no momentum. <laughs> no
1: momentum. And so after we come back so i feel like we hit b- rock bottom that truly we rock rock bottom, bottom. So we're, no we're
0: not going back down there <laughs>
1: we're not going back down there and luckily she does kelly picks herself back up and then we get the final single of the album which is walk away which i personally really enjoy like listening through this album again it had kind of this moment where i was just like oh yeah i've heard this song like a song that i've heard a lot it's just like it's one of those songs that like you never know the name of but it just like it brought back just kind of that nostalgia like i remember hearing it in like tv commercials hearing it on the radio hearing it in walmart or wherever like i think it has just a really fun kind of spunk to it it definitely reminds me of pink a little bit but it brings just a little bit of fun back into the album i think especially when the past four tracks have been so just dour and downbeat especially with where is your heart i feel like it definitely gives back some of that like momentum and it's much needed and it's a very nice moment of relief and i very much it was a fun revisit it was a fun revisit and i definitely have listening through the album again and again i am like definitely like I really appreciate it and enjoy it as a single. It's fun.
0: Yeah, it does. It, it brings back some energy for sure. I'm not as high on this song. I... It's fine. Yeah, again, it's like the forgotten single of of Breakaway. It peaked at number 12, so oh. it's a top 20 hit. It was, it was a, you know, if that's a, a decent charting song for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I don't understand. Like, who's doing the walking away? Like, are you supposed to walk away? Are you telling somebody else to walk away? It's a confused. It's not like that. Well written. It really kind of is. Uh, it it, it lives and dies on attitude, which she yeah. she definitely delivers on this attitude. This is you know that kind of kiss off, get away from me. I'm too good for you. Energy that she brings so well on. Like since you've been gone. I just find it to be kind of annoying. <laughs> like I just I and again, I, it the whole, you know, casting the big shadow of the big singles. It's like I don't know why you would choose to listen to this song when on the same album you've got other tracks that her voice sounds better. There's, um, just a more coherent attitude, but I, it's a nice, it's more about the vibe. I think if you just, if you're taking the song service level for the vibe, you want to just like head Bob along to something in the car, Yeah, walk away is fine. Yeah.
1: It's the chorus. It's the chorus for me that looking for attention. Yeah. It's just, whenever I hear that, it just brings a (laughs) smile to my face. Definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's a, in the context of the album. A nice little just spark.
0: Yes, no, yes. it's is, it is uh, certainly an improvement from, you know, the, the doldrums of this album. I also have Beef. I don't think this was the right choice for the fifth single. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, I do think it's a fine single, like, to, to release at the end when you're like, eh, maybe this will go up the charts, but I don't know. This is the end of the cycle. Yeah. But I think the next track would have been a far better choice for a single yeah. than walk away too. Also, that music video oh
1: yes (laughs) yikes yes we will get into that in just a little bit and so now we are on to you found me
0: track nine track
1: nine again this was one of the songs off breakaway that I did not know really at all before listening to it and it completely took me by surprise like it is it Placed a lot higher on my ranking than I anticipated. And again, I again, partially I like it just because one, just because again, that middle patch, it's so dour, so downbeat. Walk away is able to bring up that energy again. But I think lyrically, you found me is really strong. I feel like there's again, there's that fiery passion to Kelly's vocals. And I yeah, I just I really like it. It kind of took me by surprise and I was like, oh, this is a very kind of fun and cute song i like the metaphor i
0: i like it yeah again so this is a, another Kara deogarty song yeah. this is easily my favorite cara deogarty song yeah this is my favorite of the non-singles on this album lyrically it's not great like yeah. it's, it's actually pretty cheesy oh, but yeah. what sells it is kelly i mean yeah. she is you can like you can imagine her singing this with a smile, like it is. You, I just cannot help but smile when I listen to this song. Yeah, it's it's a light, fun, it's catchy. Her voice sounds great. There's a great, you know, like high note at the at the climax of the song. Like it just, it it bubbles, it froths, yeah. and it's again maybe it, it's a little inconsistent with like the angst and kind of the hard rock of the album but again after this like tawdry depressing middle section like it is the right uplifting number to have at this point in time and I, I think they should have released it as a single if they were trying to you know keep impacting radio like I think this would have been a better bet than walk away yeah. So it's a strong song. I like it. And, you know, it's, if you need to smile, put it on.
1: Yes. Very fun. Very fun. I enjoy it. Definitely one of the highlights of this listen through was, you know, actually discovering <laughs> You found You Found yes, Me. Yes, I found You Found Me.
0: <laughs> it's a good get.
1: Yes. Thank you for that, Kelly. We appreciate it. And so that brings us to uh, track 10 i hate myself for losing it.
0: which is a horrible song title i am not a fan of these like long meandering like taylor swift does this all the time <laughs> it's like i am so much better than you get away from me like it, just make the song shorter like um but also what else would you call this you know,
1: also very much a trend in like the mid to late 2000s yeah. like if you listen to fallout boys like from underneath the corpse, Panic can't disco fever. You, you can't sweat out. They are the kings of asinine. <laughs> it's like too long. ass song titles. <laughs> like where it's like literally a sentence. Like, but that's another. That's another episode for another time.
0: Um. But yeah, I actually I wanted to I wanted to hate this song, but I liked it. I thought it was a good a good relaxed rocker chick vibe which is really the dna of this album so I, I think it fits really well it belongs here and yeah i i was pleasantly surprised with how much i did like it uh and i i think there's a good production to it i i think that it was produced well and and put together i would maybe have put this well the whole reordering issue it, it, i think it's in the wrong spot because i think um at the end of the album it's just not special enough to keep you interested it's not going to keep your focus but if you're paying attention it's pleasant
1: yeah for sure i definitely agree with that i think definitely i feel like it works better than addicted i feel like both of them have some way- it's more convincing yeah it's more sure. convincing than addicted which is why very much so i'm like definitely i feel like it was kind of two drafts of the same song (laughs) yeah (laughs) i hate myself for losing you it's just the one that resonates more i think it's better produced i think yeah i agree with pretty much everything that you said it's just overall it's a bit more memorable again not super high in my ranking but i still do enjoy it and yeah again i've just changed the title i hate myself for losing you Alrighty. So now we are on to track number 11, which is hear me.
0: I really liked this song. Actually. I think it's other than you found me, probably my favorite, uh, deep cut on this album. Um, it's, you know, Kelly Clark, it's kind of like a song to God, you know, yeah. like like it's I'm, I'm struggling, I, I need some help. I actually, the reason why I think that Breakaway shouldn't be the first track is because I almost think Breakaway is the answer to this song and I wish yeah. it came earlier. Mm-hmm. And that like the catharsis and sort of like the Since You've Been Gone catharsis and the Breakaway catharsis like came after, like this is really the question that those songs are answering yeah and yeah i I, clearly Clarkson wrote this song and it's one of the stronger ones i'm i'm impressed with it and i i think that the attitude is um really convincing and it belongs on this album and really completes the the really kind of incoherent statement that is you know interspersed throughout this the back half of this album
1: Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it would be interesting to see that like, I feel like if you took uh, Hear Me out of the context of Breakaway and had it as the closing track for another album, I
0: feel
1: like it would work so well. So I feel like within this track list and thematically what this album is talking about it still works but i think definitely the placement could be different and i definitely agree with a lot of what you've been saying with, about uh, very much so fam- the other songs breakaway song since you've been gone, gone. they serve as kind of I an answer never to to in my life and i actually should have done my own and listen, can listen play, to the, the version of the that it song that it was on the album mm-hmm. so like, which
0: apparently kelly Clarkson really is the track and so this was sort of her writing that wrong by stripping down the production and doing a more intimate of, uh, uh, performance which I, you know, I, I didn't realize that this yeah. was yeah. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, yeah. on a cover from a done on the previous album and sonically I was like this really doesn't sound like it belongs on the album which it yeah. didn't mm-hmm. so um, it makes sense and it kind of checks out with sort of the more like schmaltzy 90s R&B vibe that um, is a moment like this you know that was kind of more thankful thing and From a standpoint of this album really being where Kelly takes more control of her career and breaks away from the confines of being the American Idol winner, I like the narrative. I think the narrative is more cohesive than the song on the album itself, of, you know, Kelly taking control and saying, I want this song to be better and I want it to. (laughs) I want to write this wrong. So with this album dealing with, like, writing wrongs and, you know, moving on and entering new spaces, uh i i like its inclusion and her voice but yeah i i think ultimately like you could sort of take or leave this song and it's really not it's it's not sonically cohesive with the rest of the album
1: yeah for sure for sure it's a nice inclusion Knowing that Kelly wasn't originally happy with it, it's nice to see that she was able to find a new home for
0: it. Yeah, I hope I hope yeah. this brings her joy. To, yes, to have it on that yes, album. Yes, it was
1: for her, so I can respect it on that. I feel like,
0: and it's her album, so oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it's,
1: who cares what we think? Who, who are we to dictate? <laughs> but, I, but we will. <laughs> yes, I feel. Yes, I feel like you know, if you bought this CD back in two thousand four, like it would have been would have been listed as a bonus track, and that's essentially
0: what. it is. Well, yeah, and I I like that it's uh, the way that album is it's like i'm sure most people have tuned out by now so you know having a nice like you stay if you stayed late for the show you know you could hear the deep cut for the fans Mm. i guess
1: yes very fun a cute little easter egg
0: so uh, kelly clarkson's look for this album the the visuals we've got some very iconic 2000s. The good and the bad of the 2000s are present Mm -hmm. in the packaging of this album. I first of all am very confused by the cover art and like what is going on with her hair because I thought she was
1: wearing a fedora Same. As a child (laughs) I always thought she would, whenever I look at this album cover I thought she was wearing a fedora but No. no that's just her hair and I just, it's so unclear to me like
0: is it like is is it windy like was is she trying to look like intentionally messy i'm, I'm lo- at a loss and it also just like doesn't really look like her the yeah. the bonus the bonus or the deluxe version of the cd has her blonde hair which i guess was a later part of the breakaway era Visual, but um, that is that looks like Kelly Clarkson to me. Like they, yeah. if they had the picture, they should have gone with it. Mm-hmm. I maybe they dyed her hair later. Who knows. Um, but yeah, it was. It's a little bit frustrating reading a lot of the media about Kelly Clarkson because the, pretty much all of the like reviews and stuff is like Kelly Clarkson, this average-looking person that you you know forgettable, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I like that she's a real person that yeah. looks like a real person. Absolutely. I I think um, I definitely like i think she really rocks the blonde hair i think that's the superior look to the chunky highlights yeah um they they work sometimes and at others um in terms so the music videos for for this era we've got one for each of the singles we've got breakaway since you've been gone behind these hazel eyes because of you and walk away yes um so, what are, what are your thoughts on the music videos, Blake?
1: Yes, so with these music videos, this was my first time watching a lot of the music videos. I think I had seen the Since You've Been Gone video. I remember distinctly remember that, so that was not new to me. And then the other ones, I don't—I'm sure I had seen the music video for Breakaway at some point. But overall, there are some hits, and there are some misses. <laughs> the, there's, there's a real canyon. There's a real, spe- there's a real <laughs> spectrum. Which I think, of course, behind these hazel eyes, I think is the best music video. The production, the song itself, the visuals, the fashion.
0: That music video is really awesome. So if you haven't seen it in a while, it's her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she's realizing that her man is probably cheated on her. And so like, yeah, she's just a lot of angst. And she's running around in the woods In this wedding dress And she gets all muddy And then at the end She runs away from the altar You know Because she leaves the man at the altar Because he's a cheater And you know She throws the ring in his face She throws the flowers And the girl The cheater is at the wedding too Which Mm -hmm. is a bold move in my opinion Yeah But um she throws the flowers at her and just runs off. Um, and it's just sort of a very, like, introspective. She's getting, like, clairvoyant messages that he's cheating. Um, it works so well she looks gorgeous in it it's um she really sells the emotion i think the defining image for me is you know her running around in the wedding dress in the woods getting all covered in mud and stuff which i can't imagine would have been so fun yes. like i would love oh, to yeah. run around and get muddy in a wedding dress
1: <laughs> yes i also i feel like taylor swift also took a lot of inspiration from this music video just in terms of of like the music video for Speak Now is her ruining a wedding. The video for Out of the Woods is her in the woods. And it's like very reminiscent of like the tears and like the mud and everything like that. I'm
0: well, sure. and this was 2005, yeah. which yeah. was the same year of We Belong Together, which is yeah. Mariah Carey famously wore the same wedding dress in the video that she wore yeah. in her wedding to Tommy Matola. And mm-hmm. the, that the wedding dress played, I guess it was a big year for wedding dress yeah, music videos.
1: I write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. And it was also a very much like, you know, it was like baroque pop, emo, like it had like mimes and stuff, but also set out a wedding and a song about a wedding.
0: My goodness, Kelly Kelly was on trend. Kelly was, and, on trend. and again, yeah So the, the trajectory, of these music videos—the first two breakaways since being on came out first, and that one she had like brown hair with the highlights.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> different hair, but oh, it's yeah. one worked, one did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but now this is the blonde um breakaway era, and it's a great look for her. It's something fresh, and like she just she looks good. She looks like that bitch in the video, and yeah, it's sure. it's an awesome video. Thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> my least favorite video was the breakaway video yes. oh my gosh oh my God. it is so again if you haven't seen it for a while this was more released as the single to the Princess Diaries 2 soundtrack than it really was Kelly Clarkson's like music video yeah. for the song mm-hmm. on the album so it has her you know it shows like a little kid going through like <laughs> very long shots of this kid sitting in the car and like everyone's yeah. arguing mm-hmm. and then it goes to present day I guess that kid is supposed to be Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. It goes to present day and she's like at the premiere of her Princess Diaries 2 uh-huh. um, because I guess they were contractually obligated to put footage of Princess Diaries 2 in the video. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like these cheesy reenactments of like she's on this horrible CGI plane oh, yeah. watching Princess Diaries 2 on uh, this like uh, portable DVD
1: player. player. Just <laughs> such blatant product placement. No,
0: and to, we're bearing the lead here. Like it is just Everything wrong with 2000s fashion. Oh yes. Who did her hair? Like they should be fired. It's awful. The highlights are just
1: so so bad. Yes, it just made me honestly feel really bad for her because it seemed (laughs) like there was a very specific story that she wanted to tell with Breakaway, and even though that it wasn't written by her, we talked about it. Definitely kind of feeling autobiographical for her, and like in the beginning, like it's very much so like the little girl, and like it's essentially kind of we have it is implied to be this little girl grows up to be kelly clarkson and she's at the princess diaries 2 premiere but very much so it feels kind of like both kelly and disney are kind of at war with each other in terms of what they want out of this music video where disney's like this is an advertisement for the movie and kelly's like no i want to tell part of like my personal story in this and so it's this weird mishmash of the two well
0: and thematically like again i guess breakaway is in princess diaries 2 but like it's a song about breaking it away. Like she's already Mia in the movie has already broken away. Like this is the one where she's actually like kind of realized her role as a princess more, it just, it does not work. I also, I'm sure Kelly Clarkson has never watched Princess yes. Diaries 2. I also, my favorite part of the movie video mm-hmm. is her, like, just sitting in the movie theater, yeah. like, singing, like, then yeah. like, looking at Princess Diaries 2, like, it is the most, like, inspiring movie that she's mm-hmm. ever seen. You know, like, that's that's talent. That yeah. is really talent. No,
1: you know what movie I feel like if they wanted to do, and I think Breakaway is also on this movie soundtrack as well but The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I know mm. it's for sure in the trailer, because I remember seeing that trailer as a kid and Breakaway playing in that trailer, but very much so, I feel like if they wanted to do like a movie tie-in to Breakaway, like I know it was written for Princess Diaries too, but I think it was also featured in Sisterhood as well. But I think very much it thematically, which Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, great movie, by the way. I watched it for the first time this year and like- Really? It's, Ooh. it's good, I like
0: My it. My sister was a fan, so I in saw God. it many times.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed it. I surprisingly enjoyed it. And I feel like thematically it would fit that uh, that movie a lot more than it does Princess Diaries 2. But that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, it um it's a hot mess of a music video. Oh yes. Um the sit to and Gone video, it could have been a little
1: more, honestly. Yeah, I so I agree with that.
0: So that one, she's she trashes her ex-boyfriend's apartment um, Mm -hmm. while he's gone and then she like it it, basically that's the whole thing and like there's just it's intercut with different scenes of her you know belting it out at some nondescript rock concert Yeah, and then at the end of the video she's like walking out of the apartment that she just trashed and like her ex-boyfriend with his current girlfriend are like um yeah just walk in the door and you see them walk into the apartment and it's like oh no my apartment's ruined yeah it's it's cute and fun it's i definitely think it's okay and her highlights are much better yes whoever did her hair in this video they should have been called for the breakaway video because oh, yes, for I also, again, the fashion is very, like, rocker, tomboy, kind of Avril Lavigne yeah, fan sure. 2000s. I do love the fedora. She puts on a fedora at the yes. end, and she's, like, walking out all yeah. sneaky. That's my favorite part. Oh, it's yes. the end, her little, like, smirk when she knows that they're about to walk into a hot mess. So they made good use of the fedora. I think sometimes fedoras can be a bit useless, and, and it worked in her outfit, and it had a purpose. Yeah. So... The Fedora is really the star. Yeah. Since you've been kind. Truly. It made its
1: way onto the album cover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they were. They were like, We don't have a fedora, but it's the look. Yeah. We've gotta fix this. <laughs>
1: <gasps> but yeah, no, it's a solid music video. It works. Again, that's like the only like recollection that I had of any of the music videos from this era was that one specifically of like the footage of her performing. But yeah, it's rock solid. I like the concept. Again, think could have done a little bit more, but as it is, I like it. When I was like doing research for this episode, also her two thousand five VMAs performance of "Since You've Been Gone," incredible, like a stunner. It's like she is able, like they had like water like pouring down her, where she's like supposed to be like singing in the rain she is getting the whole crowd singing, like she is getting into it and like it's an incredible live performance
0: Mm -hmm. yeah the video definitely doesn't take away from since you've been gone for sure
1: Mm
0: -hmm. because of you music video is just so by the numbers like they didn't do anything creative with it i don't think also so in this video it's she's having an argument with her husband, I guess, and mm-hmm. then the whole thing freezes, and it, it's like she goes back in time, and she's a little girl, and there's yeah. you know drama with her privile- privileged white family, yeah. and uh-huh. you know eventually her dad leaves, and she tries again to stay, and then you know yeah. we go back to present day, and out of frame you can see their kid is like standing there watching them argue arguing there just repeating the cycle. Yeah. And so then it all just, it goes like the freeze frame ends and then she's just like, no, we're not arguing anymore. I'm going to hug you and we're a happy family and it's perfect, which yeah. is exactly how white families handle it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess in a way, it's, it's a very, very faithful <laughs> to life um, to life sort of thing, but it is just, it's boring. It's it's what you'd expect and like I think the song, the message is really powerful and I would have been... I think it would have been more impactful. And I think, I think Kelly is just not a music video artist, but you can imagine somebody like Rihanna or Madonna or these really impactful music video artists finding a really um, compelling story and raising awareness around certain issues and doing it in a really artful way <laughs> that I just think isn't done. I also really hate that like a black tank top that she wears. Oh, it's yes. like, it's, I can't even describe it. It's short sleeve, but also like a very high, it's like yeah. maybe she like had a hickey mm-hmm. that they were trying to um, hide during mm-hmm. the filming, but it's hideous there's a season of se- of seventh heaven that my sister was also a big fan of so i've seen a lot of that um, and there's like a, a cast photo where like they're all wearing it's like it's like family picture day yeah and like that is what this outfit is to me like it belongs on the seventh heaven poster and yeah. like her hair is blonde which it looks nice but like the way it's styled is just it's like it's too much it's too oh, much
1: yeah for sure and it's also her like wearing like a black turtleneck like tank top against a black background so if you yes. look, it's a floating head like that is like <laughs> one of the biggest sins of like video production is that like if you are going to have like unless you're doing green screen like you do not have whoever you want to be in front of a colored background wearing like a shirt like especially like a dark background like a black background like, it literally looks like she's a floating head. And that's, like, the thumbnail of the music video on YouTube. It's just her with this black shirt against the black background. And I'm like, it's she's just a floating head. Like, that's all I see. I can't <laughs> that's that art student art, critique, right? The art there. student critique, yes. I go to art school.
0: Yeah, like, what... I, I I you know that's inexplicable. I will say she does bring good emotion. You know, you can tell she really means it, she's feeling it. But yeah, I'm I was wanting I was wanting more. And then the last music video, this block away, which I it she's singing and it's just cut with other people singing along like on the radio and like doing other stuff truly whoever styled the breakaway video like must have styled this video too because it is horrifying this outfit she's wearing like it is hideous it is everything everything wrong with 2000s fashion she's wearing like like a the skinny, skippy belt yeah. in there, and like her hair, it's like this weird, like faux hawk situation. Not. It's not. And again, like it, it just, it's it's a mess, and it's a r- really forgettable video. It's fun and kind of throwaway, yeah. which is what the single was like. It's mm-hmm. that's sort of the purpose it serves So it, it's it's an appropriate music video. Yeah. But I just, it is not worth. Um, watching another thing that we have not talked about yet is (laughs) fashion wise we're talking about a lot of the misses in behind these Hazel lies that like little red riding hood like corset thing she's wearing is divine yes i love that whoever put that together give them a raise like that she has this like it's like a leather, like I What are those things called? Like suspender, yeah, suspender, like later hose and thing. But it's yeah. it's it, making it sound terrible. But it's very, it's it's hot. It's so it's, it. it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's got like it's very much like. Bandit snow from Once Upon a Time sort yeah. of vibes. It's a great outfit, and the wedding dress is yeah, pretty too. No,
1: it's great. It's theatrical. It tells a whole cool story. <laughs> Behind These Hazel Eyes is yeah. really, it's really holding up the really. team. Yeah, really our winner, <laughs> our winner of today's podcast <laughs> is the Behind These Hazel Eyes music video. Truly. So to whoever directed that music video, thank you. You did a great job.
0: Yes, nice work, nice work. Yes, yes. we should. You
1: win music video.
0: We should probably um figure out who that is
1: (laughs) stay tuned to who directed the video because i do not know
0: yeah i feel like i should know
1: Okay, so we figured out that the director of the Behind These Hazel Eyes music video is Joseph Kahn, who surprisingly enough has directed a lot of Taylor Swift's videos, and he is also...
0: <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. No, he is the is real. No, he directed
1: her Wildest Dreams music video, which is one of my absolute favorites from her, and I know that they're very good collaborators. I know he's also a director in his own right. I know he's done, like, a couple of feature films. I know he did a movie called Detention with Josh Hutcherson about 10 years ago. <laughs> I never saw it, but I know it's like kind of become like a cult classic. And then he I feel like he's directed.
0: He also directed he won a Grammy for uh, his direction of Eminem's Without Me video. Oh. This guy is in demand. He knows what he is doing. Yes. Oh, oh he did direct Out of the Woods, which is probably the closest uh comparison to out of the woods seems very descended from mm-hmm. the behind the scenes video that is influence that is impact yeah, that is impact breakaway though. by Kelly Clarkson yes impact
1: impact incredible for that. Arranging the album take one
0: so I have some beef and I I'm not gonna be quiet about it anymore I this album is ordered in a way that I do not like. Um I think it has a huge momentum problem, which I think a lot of albums do. It's mm-hmm. pretty common to put the singles at the beginning because, you know, if you're just going to hit play, yeah. you know you want to people's attention is mm-hmm. so finicky. So I understand why they did it this way, mm-hmm. but really when you have the four strongest songs at the beginning, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard it's hard to recover from that. Mm-hmm. I also think thematically it's very disjointed in terms of the order of the songs because I think Breakaway is such a catharsis song and really the thesis of the whole album. I think it would work better in the middle. And I think since you've been gone, being you know such a big hit, and also I think a, an emotionally both petty but also healthy song of yeah. you know being being glad someone toxic is out of your life. I think it would be a really strong album closer. closer. And then behind these hazel eyes, I think would be an ideal opener, or even hear me, which sort of asks you know the questions that are are answered throughout the album, as as we've sort of discussed. So I would really think. Uh, behind these hazel eyes being you know a song more rooted in insecurity and being upset but also still having that in chip on the shoulder the defiance like you won't see me Mm -hmm. cry but i i will cry yeah is um it it, it would be a stronger opener Mm -hmm. so i don't know do do you what what do you think about this album order it's it's thematically it's really all over the place it's yeah you know you've got like you found me is right after Walk Away, and yeah. you know where is your heart? Addicted, gone. It it, it, it all just feels very unintentional. Like they just yeah. had some songs and threw them on the album, and had the live version last as as you do.
1: Yes, it literally feels like they just threw darts at a dartboard, and we're just like just. I think this is kind of in terms <laughs> just get it done. We have to publish. Yes. We like <laughs> this album comes out and like a month and we have not done like promo or press for it and we need to have a track list or like we need to send the track list so it can be printed on the CD booklet like very much so it felt kind of like that I think there is a narrative through line I think obviously the central theme of the album being pranking away whether it be from Kelly Clarkson's American Idol image from a relationship from an abusive parent from whatever this theme of finding your own identity so there is a core idea there and thinking about how best to support it, I feel like definitely here, yeah, Hear Me can go at the beginning. I feel like it can go at the beginning. I think having Behind These Hazel Eyes within the first couple of tracks, I would keep that within the first three or four. Mm-hmm. It works where it is, but yeah, definitely having Breakaway sort of in the middle or towards the end. I think it's a great moment of catharsis, and then
0: I do like Breakaway as yeah. an album opener, though. I yes. see why it's there, and I, you know, I take your point. It's a nice way to start. Yes. By saying, this is the idea, this is the album title. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then I think Since You've Been Gone would be a great closer. I think especially since I feel like she kind of, like, like literally... Well, it's gonna yeah. be her set. Of, like, yeah, her why set. wouldn't Marcus, you close with have her that? It's gonna be her encore number. And, like, she has almost, like, kind of, like, the sigh of relief at the end of And song. then it's, like, that's the biggest hit, right? Yeah. You know,
0: keep people interested. They want to get to Since You've Been Gone.
1: For sure, yeah. But definitely... And then I feel like a lot of them, just in terms of order, like that middle section, like I feel like having Where Is Your Heart Come Before Addicted, like it doesn't really make a difference. (laughs) So like with the middle... Yeah, I mean, some
0: of those songs are just so throwaway. It's like, put them anywhere.
1: Yeah, so very much so. But I think definitely with the first three and like the last three, definitely there could be some rearrangements, some swapping. Yeah, definitely one of the weakest points of this album is the track list just in terms of how these songs are put together in terms of an actual like telling a cohesive narrative because there is one there it's just it, again it feels very discombobulated it's kind of all over the place and now
0: is the moment that everyone has just been on the edge of their seat for let's dive into these rankings yes. how does this fare so we have we each made our own ranking and then we've, we've combined them to come up with one ranking of these tracks to share. So coming in at number 12, it's I'm sorry, beautiful disaster, but it's, you you really don't belong here. It would, it would be nice to go see a concert in 2004 with Kelly Clarkson. And if she did this song, that would be nice, but Mm -hmm. it just thematically, it doesn't seem like it can be any higher because you know, if you lose it, I don't think the album really loses anything like the 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 dna the core of the album is still there without this song unfortunately so yeah your voice sounds very pretty kelly
1: yes it makes for a fun like little bonus track moment but again for the album itself especially given that it's on a previous album it felt like this is kind of the place it goes but still fun still a nice little moment yep and so I feel like we've already... And so that brings us to number 11. 11. <laughs> which is, where is your heart? Throw it out. Throw it out. We don't want her. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Where is your heart at the bottom of this ranking?
0: Um, Truly. <laughs> then number 10, we went with addicted. Because it's just not... It's not convincing. I'm not convinced, Kelly. Come back to me when... You've had an addiction. Actually, please,
1: please don't. No. <laughs> we, love, we love we a really, healthy Kelly Clarkson. Yes, we love you, Kelly. He did not mean that. And so, number nine, we have Hate Myself for Losing You. Not at the very bottom, but...
0: I, I You know, it holds its own. Yeah, it's fine. It's it, fine. It, it it doesn't feel out of place. It, yes. it works with the theme. Yes, it's better than Addicted. Mm-hmm. Then eight, we've got Walk Away. Um, just... It, it's fine you know an average song yeah
1: and then number seven uh gone this is it's number seven in my personal ranking as well this is a song that grew on me with time
0: yeah and it feels it feels right being in the middle it's the middle middle of the pack
1: middle tier and then and then
0: six we've got you know blake really dragged this down it's because of you this is going to be controversial blake no because of you Mm -hmm. you know a great a great concept for a song kind of cool that there's a hit about you know talking to your parents about trauma (laughs) um but but a little a little corny and sort of maybe maybe influential in the wrong ways
1: yes But yeah, I still respect it. I still respect it. And then uh, at number five, so now we're getting to the top five.
0: Ooh, top five, baby! Let's let's do it.
1: Number five, we got "Hear Me." Hear me. You know,
0: a surprise. I was not when I my first listen through. I didn't think it was gonna land in the top five, but. Yep. It's a strong song, and and it works really well on this album. It really yes. belongs here, I would say. Yes,
1: I completely agree.
0: And then number four, the namesake of the album, we put "Breakaway," which you know, I think it, 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 there's not not if this is just a really strong top four. I mean, there's not a lot wrong with this song. It it it's really you know a a song that was not written by Kelly that she delivered on. She interpreted it well made it her own it's great vocal effects it's it's a strong strong top five
1: yeah absolutely and that brings us to number three which is you found me again such a huge surprise i think for both of us just really fun again lyrically not the strongest but it's cute it puts a smile on your face i like it i've i've come back to it it's probably going to be one of the few tracks besides the singles after this episode is done, then I'm probably is going to end up in my regular rotation at some point.
0: Yeah. It, so. it brings the emotion. Yeah. Like I, I feel happy listening to this song and that's, I like
1: it. We all need happiness.
0: Yeah. And then, oof, this is going to be controversial, but number two, we put since you've been gone, it's, it's the hit of all hits. It's a, a great track. There's it's, it's Kelly Clarkson's signature song. I, I can't,
1: can't he can't say there's another one that's that's it yeah and so that brings us to our number one which we both in our own personal rankings
0: yeah this was this was a unanimous number one unanimous
1: number one is behind these hazel eyes
0: yep i think it's it's the difference of her having a co-write on it i think it's There's more details. There's more emotion. I think her vocals just soar a little bit more than on Since You've Been Gone. It's so catchy. I mean, this is, it'll get stuck in your head all the time. And I mean, this was actually the leading candidate um, for the album title before Breakaway. So I think it's a fitting number one for our ranking.
1: Absolutely. It's been my number one since 2004, and it's my number one in 2021.
0: My like, number one today. <laughs> my
1: number one today. My number one always from this album. I think it's always going to be behind these hazel eyes.
0: Even if her eyes are not hazel. Yes, even
1: if her eyes are not <laughs> hazel, even if she's not wearing a fedora on the album cover, even if she looks like a floating head in the Because of <laughs> You video, behind these hazel eyes will always hold the ground. So, I think
0: we, we've talked about the good, we've talked about the bad, we have to talk about the Dr. Luke of it all. So, yes. Dr. Luke, I, first of all, we stand with Kesha. Yes. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. He sucks. Um, unfortunately he's still working and making hits. He was the producer on Say So by Doja Cat. Yeah. He uh um, Kiss Me More. Yeah, he's a producer I, I on so. Kiss Me More. He's working a lot with Doja Cat. He works a lot with uh Kim Petrus who is a very talented a transgender pop star. Yes. Um from Germany I think. Yeah. And yeah, I mean his influence still looms large. Um it's been speculated that he's actually produced a lot more than what he's been credited for. He's been using pseudonyms. Uh, Lots of um, outside of the Kesha allegations, lots of other artists um, have come out against him about, you know, abuse allegations. And Kelly Clarkson herself has said that she was not abused by Dr. Luke, but she did not appreciate him and did not does not want to work with him again. She was essentially forced to include him as a producer on My Life Would Suck Without You. And um, she did not take writing credit on that song, even though she did actually write some of it uh, because she did not want her name to be next to his on on that record, so it's um it's unfortunate that he has a, a a part in this album and a part in Behind These Hazel Eyes and Since You've Been Gone, which are two very strong songs. Um and yeah, it just it just sucks. Uh, the reason why we are uh, talking about him and some of the stuff that he's worked on. Uh, is that uh, the whole issue behind the situation with Kesha is that um, he's silencing women. And I don't think it's right for us to silence women in the music industry by not talking about them because they worked with Dr. Luke, especially in a lot of cases uh, when they didn't have a choice. So I think we're doing our best to uh, appreciate uh, the artist behind uh, the song, while also acknowledging that he sucks and is an asshole, so that's the Doctor Luke of it all. Yep. So let's let, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the accolades and you know what what this album means now today in 2021 so uh billboard released a couple years ago like an all-time album chart and this is the 77th most successful billboard album of all time um we've got four top 10 hits uh no number one which it it evaded this album on on all counts um, and uh, Breakaway, interestingly, is the, uh, tied for the longest running female adult contemporary number one song. Uh, it was number one for 21 weeks. And it shares the record with Hello by Adele and A New Day Has Come by Celine Dion. So congrats to Breakaway for that. We talked about, you know, Behind These Hazel eyes almost has a very cool chart record. Um, and uh, this album also won two Grammys, and Grammys are meaningless, but that's cool, and um, the Rolling Stone uh, did a... the Rolling Stone (laughs) (laughs) the Rolling Stone did a Decade and Reader Poll, and this was ranked as the 11th Best Album of the 2000s Decade by Rolling Stone Readers, Wow! so um, that's not enough impact for you I don't know what else this is... um, a really cool album. I think when you're looking at its legacy and impact today, the immediate comparison that I think of is Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, oh, good yes. for you is, um, I think, the, since you've been gone of this decade, maybe. Oh,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: I, I know you're a huge yes, Olivia we, fan.
1: I am sure she will get her own episode. At <laughs> absolutely. She will get her own episode and we will go further in depth. But, of course, Sour, one of my favorite albums of this year, just absolutely impeccable from start to finish. But yeah, I definitely see just such an influence from Breakaway into a lot. I feel like definitely kind of that early 2000s pop rock is it's coming back. It's it coming is. Back. It's coming back in a big way. And I think
0: Good For You is really like leading the the charge on that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like Good For You. I think also uh, Willow's music, Willow Smith, mm-hmm. definitely her is very much two thousand early two thousands charge, but also she's working with like Travis Barker of Blink 182. She's working with Avra Levine. So like she's definitely like taking those direct influences. But yeah, definitely. I think even, you know, it's breakaways almost 20 which is crazy i know crazy it is well over 15 years old (laughs) makes me feel really old yes (laughs) which is crazy to think about but yeah i think it's impact is undeniable just some fun moments thinking about it it's inclusion in pop culture obviously 2005 in 2005 a little tv show called the office debuted on (laughs) on national television but but sort of Steve Carell's big breakout moment was the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin and in that there's a scene where he gets his chest waxed and while he's getting his chest waxed he screams, ah, Kelly Clarkson (laughs) which is one of just my favorite moments in movie history. It's iconic. I love it. Kelly Clarkson and Steve Carell there's a really great interview where they talk about like the legacy and just like the purely iconic nature of that scene and of that moment. It's just very fun i love it and then of course i know i brought this up earlier but of course since you have been gone was also covered in the first pitch perfect movie it was during the first sort of initial audition scene i don't know if it was i don't i know a couple of songs from the pitch perfect soundtrack charted on the billboard 100 i am not the billboard expert but i know i know cups was sort of the big like since since when i'm gone yeah i can't that's that's what it's called right yeah when i'm gone that was no, like, it was called Cups, like, Cups. and there was like a parentheses a, when I'm gone.
0: There's a, a subtitle to yeah, it. Yes, so there's a subtitle for all intents. It was for Cups. all and purposes. Yeah, that peaked at number six,
1: actually. Okay, good
0: to know. <laughs> but, yeah. Why do I know this? Well,
1: <laughs> yes <yeah, so> another <laughs> highlight from that soundtrack, in my personal opinion, is the Ben gone cover, and just the way that they arranged it. Ben Platt, Skylar, uh, Ashton, uh, Esther Dean a lot of great voices a lot of great names
0: Esther Dean is also a phenomenal songwriter yes
1: no literally by the My way piece of trivia is that when she was on the pitch perfect set she that was when she found out she won the grammy for writing uh, S&M for Rihanna really and the director was like and she said, so that day on set, she was on her phone a lot and the director was like getting really pissed at her. And he was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I just want a fucking Grammy <laughs> for writing a song for Rihanna. And He was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, no, she's written a lot of songs. She wrote Rude Boy, Ooh. which is um, mm-hmm. a lovely song. I'm sure we'll get to oh, that. Oh, yes. I love Rude Boy. Rude Boy is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the DNA. <laughs> so back to the DNA. <laughs> back to the, the, the DNA. Uh, breakaway. Yeah. I, I, and I think... Um, I think a lot of the pop rock sound has definitely been on the outs for uh, a little while, but I I see it coming back and uh, I think we're going to potentially find, you know, the next version of Breakaway that is, you know, a really strong pop album with rock tinged singles that, you know, dominate the charts and impact radio and... A lot of very interesting ways. So I you I shared what I would have released as a single. If you were gonna release another single from this album, what would you release?
1: Honestly, I think you found me. I think we're both it's just it's good. It's It's a good one. It's a good one. I think it works. I think we're both in agreement on that.
0: Yeah, I mean I think what would the music video be they oh. probably wouldn't they would probably phone it in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the sixth single <laughs> they don't care too much oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I don't it doesn't seem like Kelly Clarkson cares too much about being a strong um music video
1: artist. Yeah. And that's and that's fine. Like I can attest to the fact that she's an incredible live performer. Like, if you have the chance...
0: Which I can imagine, you know, you're on American Idol. Like, that's a really cool thing to see. I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of performers that are not the greatest, you know, technical singers. But it sounds like she's all told a pretty normal-centered person that has a good voice. Okay, Blake. Any more more takes on Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson?
1: I think... We have covered all the takes. All the takes have been out there. There's not a, a single
0: additional take. Yes.
1: I will never have another thought about this album. <laughs> Throw it out. Never listening yeah, to it never. again. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, this was a, a fun revisit for me. Oh, I, I enjoyed rediscovering these songs. I, I'm. It's nice to know I wasn't missing too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think mm-hmm. I think the right songs are popular from this album. Yeah. And. Yeah, I've, I, I look forward to the next time we, we come across a Kelly Clarkson album. I think this was a, a great inaugural, inaugural deep dive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Blake where are we
0: headed next what's our what's our next next album
1: so if you tune in next time we are going to be doing a deep dive of (laughs) drum (laughs) roll please positions by miss ariana grande So (laughs) so that is our next deep dive if you'd be interested in hearing us talk about that feel free to keep a lookout for future episodes
0: And stream Positions on Spotify. (laughs) I wish we were sponsored. That would be cool. No, we're not. We are not. But yeah, catch you for Positions.
1: Yes. And that is all the time we have for today.